Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. So um, things that have been going on with me, the kids are in school, and I knew that I was going to look forward to having the free time, but as it turns out, one thing that I actually didn't expect, like I expected to like be sad when my youngest went to school, which that happened. I cried on the way home. And then um, I didn't expect for me to feel good about having the time off and then to suddenly start missing having the kids at home so quickly. <laughs> so that's something that's something that I'm currently dealing with. But um, one thing that's been an interesting way of <laughs> occupying a bit of my time is that I've been interacting with a uh, scammer over Instagram. This is my first time, but um, I, I don't usually engage with such types. However, I am inspired by James Veach. If you haven't heard of James Veach, he is brilliant. He is a comedian and also, um, and he's mostly known for his responding to scam artists through email. Um, so yeah, it's James Veach. His last name is spelled V-E-I-T-C-H. You need to check him out. And basically his argument is if you spend time interacting with these con artists, then that's going to be taking away the time that they could be using trying to take money from people who are more vulnerable to it. So I've been doing a little bit of back and forth and honestly, it's been having me, I've been laughing all day. It's been, it's been a lot of fun because you get to act kind of ridiculous, but in a slightly believable way, I've created a whole kind of character for myself. It's a great creative outlet and it's kind of helped me with, um, coping with feeling sad about not having my kids at home for the seven hours that they're not at home. Um, so that's been what's going on. Like Actually, this has been this has been a long con. I've got to say, it started like right before. It started like a couple weeks ago. We've been doing a little bit of back and forth, but think things really have uh, hit the road as of yesterday. They really started picking up, and today was just uh, quite a riot. And I think perhaps I have uh, finally driven this person to the point of giving up on me. But we'll see. Um, other than that. Uh, I've been like, I don't know, this this time of the year I'm usually like, I really love. I usually really, really love this time of the year. And I think that I still will. It's just that this week has been a little bit unusual. Um, part of it is definitely uh, due to the hurricane that happened. Like it, um, we were thankfully not really affected by it so much where we are, but a lot of parts in Halifax were. And uh, it just kind of caused some interruptions to school. It was canceled on Monday and Tuesday and, you know, com commute. And then, you know, of course, it makes you think more about the people over in the Bahamas that were just absolutely devastated by this horrible hurricane. And it uh, so then, you know, you're thinking, OK, yeah, that's like we've we had some power outages. And, yeah, we had a crane fall in a building building and a couple of roofs get blown off. But these people lost lives and they're still looking for people. Um, we actually have a friend who, um, his name's Meech Ferguson. We're on the same, we're on the team with him that uh, runs the Halifax Social Network and he is from the Bahamas. And so he's been very deeply affected by what has happened. And he's actually, he actually flew out there today to help out and he has a fundraiser and you can actually find a way if you want, if you've been kind of looking at everything that's been going on with the Bahamas and wondering if there is a way that you can help, um, you can go to the Halifax Social Network Instagram page. There's a link in the bio and it's a GoFundMe. You can go to that and, and give whatever you can. Every little bit like honestly helps. So yeah, head on over and do that if that's something that you feel so inclined to do. And, uh, yeah, just like so many thoughts and prayers are going out to the people in the Bahamas. I can't, I can't imagine, like I was feeling anxious this weekend and we're okay. We're safe. We're okay. The people in Bahamas are not. So, um, 
this is an opportunity for us to come together and take care of those people. So I had Chelsea Rose back on and this conversation went, it was a very fiery conversation. I felt like we were really quick paced and there's a lot of quick back and forth. I love Chelsea. She's amazing. She's so inspirational. I know that she has a lot of, uh, a lot of mountains that she's climbed and she's currently climbing another one. She talks a lot about, like she talks very openly about her struggle with depression and I really respect how open she is about it. I personally know that it's not easy and we all deal with these things differently and she's uh, quite open with how she deals with it and I just, I find her, I like, she's just really, she's just a really cool person to be around. I, <laughs> she was hungover when she did the podcast, which actually makes me even more impressed because she didn't act or look like she was hungover. <laughs> so hats off to her and uh, had carried on an excellent conversation. I know all of you are going to enjoy it. Um, I feel absolutely privileged to be doing this podcast and to have all of you listening, like you listening right now. I really appreciate you listening. So keep it up. If you don't mind, maybe tell a couple friends about it. If it's something that you think that would be helpful. I, uh, <laughs> I'm just doing my best. And you know what? Another thing is if you want to help out with the podcast, you can definitely head over to iTunes. I know iTunes lets you rate and review the podcast, but uh, any any rating, reviewing, subscribing that you can do, if you haven't already subscribed, like all that really helps me out. It helps me out more than you realize. Like even your, yes, your one rating and reviewing, the reviews, I read those and they make me feel happy. <laughs> and they help give me a bit more of a push and keep going. And like that's, needed perhaps more than you realize. So if you can leave a review, if you can rate the podcast, if you can subscribe to the podcast, I would really deeply appreciate it. And all of you who are listening, who've already rated and reviewed the podcast and who've already subscribed, thank you so much. To you who are listening, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you making it possible for me to do this. Uh, so after all that, after me Again, sharing my love for all of you because it's absolutely true. I love each of you. I'm really excited to be able to introduce all of you again to Chelsea Rose. why having kids around sometimes is fun yeah they can be fun I like to pick and choose when I get to be around them <laughs> yeah. oh my yeah. oh yeah seriously oh. <laughs> yeah you're stuck with them I just get to come over and play with Owen's vacuums <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know what for the most part it's pretty pretty sweet but I gotta tell you <laughs> near the end of the summer especially I'm just kind of like okay it's time for you to go done. back to yeah. school <laughs> <laughs> you need to go back to school and be somebody else's responsibility <laughs> for just a little bit of time yeah yeah as a parent you need that balance I think oh like, my gosh I, my gosh my poor mom I probably put her through the ringer. I know I like keep thinking about my parents too I'm yeah. just like I tortured you I'm sure that I did oh a hundred percent I think of all the things that I used to do and I get guilt later on from thinking about yeah it's funny how guilt works. I've been thinking more about guilt and mm -hmm. I've been reading um, Brene Brown. I've been reading this book for a while, but mm -hmm. it's because I keep going back and rereading yeah. parts. Okay. But um, it's uh, Daring Greatly, her okay. book. Oh, and nice. she talks about the difference between guilt and shame. Yes. That's a huge thing too, because I actually was reading a book, um, The State of Affairs and it's, um, uh, what's her name? She is a really, like, I, I didn't know about her but when I brought up that book a lot of people that I know have known about her because she's really popular um psychologist 
Esther Perel, I think her name is. Oh, I actually um, haven't heard of her. Yeah, I know. I had never heard of her either, but she uh, works particularly on um, affairs, like uh, marital affairs or like between people. Okay. And that was a huge thing, too, that she talked about. Like once you get over like like the person who has done the cheating has to go from shame to guilt because initially they feel like super ashamed of what they did but then you have to switch it into guilt and focus on the other person which is really interesting which you can apply to like all things really if you think that about it because so fascinating yeah when you do something to someone else initially or even not even to somebody else just even to yourself initially there's just like this big cloud of shame and you are focusing internally, but then afterwards you have to focus externally and like focus on turning it into the guilt and like what you can do to like eradicate it, I guess. Yeah. It was, it's a really interesting book. Mm-hmm. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. So sorry. What were you saying about it though? The, in your book, the guilt and the shame. Yeah. It talks yeah. about, yeah, like guilt and shame and mm-hmm. how you basically want to focus more on like, um, she, she applies it to different situations, but okay. what, what I'm most re- recently reading is about um parenthood and how you don't want to put shame on your children because it's like the whole difference between like uh i am a bad person Mm -hmm. as opposed to i am a good person who did something yeah that's exactly like kind of like what was in the book that i was reading too because when you do something wrong initially like the first thoughts is like oh i'm such a terrible person yes but then afterwards you have to focus on the act actually it's the, it's act. the act yes and separate not necessarily, the act from yeah, the person 100 percent. yeah i think that it's so fascinating and healthy yeah it's something that i'm definitely working towards yeah because i've always i'd say almost always thought of myself as just like something like i've actually kind of had like a certain kind of disgust towards myself oh 100 percent. yeah i feel that with the depression that like when you're going through something you automatically take that stance on yourself of just like ugh. Like, I hate myself. Like, oh, like, I'm such an awful person. Like, and then afterwards, it's like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that bad. It turns out, yeah. <laughs> it turns I'm out, like, I, I like myself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I like myself a little bit. That's it's it. just that one thing that kind of sucked a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, look for the things that you actually like about yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few of those, I think. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, hmm, let me think. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's something. It's there's, in there. It's in there. It's deep down somewhere. <laughs> it's deep down. I like my hair today. I, yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing. That's the one thing. I love your hair today. Oh, it looks fabulous. Yeah, Chelsea yeah. has like a whole like windblown, loose curls, messy curl thing it's the going on. Slept it's amazing. In drunk hair. <laughs> this, it's, it works for you. That's yeah. the look. It totally you works. You need to for do, you. you need to spend a lot of time. A lot of hairspray, get really drunk, sleep in your hair, and then the next morning it's perfect. And then the next morning that's exactly what yeah. you're looking for. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's some dedication to the hairstyle, but you've done it very yeah. well. If you want to have good hair, you have to follow those steps. Those very <laughs> specific steps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just keep doing that over and over again. Oh, God, I would die. <laughs> I know. I yeah. am dying. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I am very hungover this morning. <laughs> if that wasn't already stated. <laughs> it is, and it, which amazes me because you are so like you're just I got really good at being able to hide being hung over working in the service industry because mm, <laughs> you, okay. you would go out for a night and then you'd have to you have to go to work because like especially working like a minimum wage job and stuff like that and like a job that doesn't have like sick days like you have if you don't if go you to don't work go to you work, don't, get, you don't paid. get paid yeah and so and you just like obviously can't call in sick every time you're hungover so I would make terrible decisions go out get very drunk and then the next morning be like okay I have to go to work my bosses can't know I'm hungover. My customers can't know I'm hungover. So I would paint on. It was so funny because I would always look my best after a night of drinking because I would like work extra hard, like make sure my makeup was perfect. And like I go into work and my coworkers would be like, wow, you look so nice today. And I'd be like, I think I'm going to throw up. I'm so <laughs> hungover. And they'd be like, oh, my God, I could never tell. And I was like, I'm dying on the inside. Someone get me an orange juice, a Coca-Cola and, and I'll make it through today. <laughs> And I just go home and die. Then <laughs> go home and die. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that amazes me because like I I am not that good at hiding when I'm not feeling well. Like Yeah. I'm like now I feel like I don't have to do that anymore. So I'll just just be a peck of shit. But you're not even doing that right now. I'm I so slept amazed. on your couch and you cooked for me and I complained all morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
amazed by you. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm not. I just have spurts, I find. When I'm hungover, I just go through waves of like, okay, right now we're good. And then 10 seconds later, I'm like, I'm going to just put my face on your floor for a second. <laughs> like literally when That's I woke so up this funny. morning at my friend's house, I crawled to the bathroom like a two-year-old child because I was like, I can't stand. My head can't be further than this level <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this level amazing oh my goodness yeah. so you actually okay so we had honestly such incredible conversations already this you morning you need to have I just like wish that like everyday conversations were broadcasted and you could just like tune into a random person's conversations and listen in I think I, that'd be so cool but I think that would be fascinating I think that you need to do a cooking <laughs> podcast where you have people over who are hungover, obviously, and right. um, cook for them and then have just these philosophical discussions and then tape it and, and then people will it. listen. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, that'll be the second podcast. That's the second. Okay. That, philosophical yeah, be the brunch one. with Ruth. Philosophical brunch? Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's the name. Woo, I'm really good at naming things. Okay, I'm totally yeah. contacting you the next okay. time I need a name for something. Perfect. Yeah, my parents um tavern, like they have a pub, so they they have a winery first, and they were trying to think of a name for their pub, and I came up with a name called the Winemakers Tavern because they <gasps> are winemakers. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you are now my go-to person. Yes, I for love that. naming things. Okay, <laughs> perfect. And that will be my next podcast. Philosophical brunch with Ruth. Yep, that's exactly what it's going to be. Done. Oh. Brilliant. Okay. So now that we have that nailed down, mm -hmm. you were talking about your last uh, trip back home. Yes. Yeah. Because you, how many, have you had a lot of repeat guests on? Um, I've had a few. Yeah. Because you asked me, I think back in March uh, about coming on again. And I felt like, because I had gone through my breakup, that that was the only thing I was talking about. And I was getting so sick of hearing myself talk about it. So mm. I was like, when you asked me to come back on again, I was like, I need something else to talk about first. <laughs> so give me a minute <laughs> to get over this. And then, and then I'll come back Give on. me a minute, yeah. And um, yeah, and I knew that I was going home to Newfoundland and that when I went home to Newfoundland, I was going to be coming out to my parents, both about my sexuality and about my depression. So, because they didn't know, um, kind of growing up, I grew up with my mom and my stepdad and mm -hmm. my dad and my stepmom were always in different provinces and I only lived with them for like I think like eight months in grade eight so I always lived with my mom so mm. and even she didn't really know about it until one of my suicide attempts so um so yeah I wanted to tell them because one I want to be able to do things like this but and share it and let people be able to talk about it and yeah and hear it um but I didn't want them to find out on some sort of social platform and then be like, oh, well, like, we didn't know that. And then, mm. too, I also just wanted them to know because it's a huge part of my life. So and, you know, I'm so open and honest about everything with random strangers. So I'm like, why can't I be like that with my family, too? So, yeah, it was like a huge weight lift off my shoulders and by telling them and I was so <laughs> anxious all oh. leading up to it and like the whole time I was there I'm like okay now I'm gonna say it no 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 okay what about tonight no 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 I can't do it yet like mm. <laughs> I know what you mean I like recently well before I started the podcast mm -hmm. I had to tell my family like mm -hmm. I had to make sure my family knew that yeah. I have depression yeah. and, and because it's optimistically depressed it's yeah. kind of about all about Depression. Like, depression <laughs> yeah. and like the very personal things yes. and I get the that anxiousness that you have before telling them I think it's because it kind of it goes back to shame yes yeah oh exactly like I'm like I just imagine because like obviously I'm not a parent so but I can kind of imagine you know as a parent you just want the best for your children right mm -hmm. and you want them to have happy lives and as a child you always want to make your parents proud and you never want to disappoint them and like one of the proudest things like a parent can do is to have a child who's healthy and successful and happy and so like being not happy feels like you're disappointing them on a certain level and that mm -hmm. you know you've done something and it and it's just hard to know like okay well if I tell them this like they're gonna think you know what did I do like 
yeah. how, how did I cause this? And it's like, yeah. they didn't. No. I mean, like, no, not at all. It's just something that you have. Yeah. So I was nervous to tell them because I didn't really know what their reactions were going to be. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, with anything, you know, you do something and you can't predict the outcome. So Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, but I hope it's going to go well. I mean, I know my parents and I know they love me no matter what but I still there's that like little percent of like oh like what if it does go terribly wrong yeah like yeah yeah. what if they have a bad reaction or like what if they can start crying like that's what I was terrified I was like oh my god please don't cry yeah (laughs) and they didn't so (laughs) excellent yeah Yeah, I know it's because it's like you are like this is me yeah and you're literally bearing like the rawest part of yourself yeah yeah and like what if it turns out that there is something about me that I should be ashamed of yeah and it's like your parent or your family like because you almost you've had time to process it Mm -hmm. to deal with it and you've had time to be like come to terms with this is something I shouldn't be ashamed of but now you have to go through that all again for them yes and be like okay well they haven't had the time I've had they haven't come to the same realizations I've had Like, the first things that they're going to think of are going to be like, oh, my God. Like, they're going to go through all of that right there in front of you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you're going to watch it. And, yeah. and and it feels like this direct reflection of who you are. Exactly. Yeah. So I was, like, super nervous about it. But it ended up turning out well. And I did actually a YouTube video about it. So I haven't watched that. Oh, yeah. So I need to watch that. Yeah. So basically it just talks about like how I told them and and stuff like that so like I short <laughs> short story long um yeah. I, <laughs> I like <laughs> I um had planned on like sitting them down and maybe telling them both together and this like you know kind of like what you think of when a person's gonna come out it's like gonna be this super serious conversation or something mm. but I was like uh having drinks with my stepmom on like a beautiful sunny patio day and my dad was out doing something else and I just had this thought pop into my head about like well what if I tell her first and then and I think it was easier to tell her first because she's like she's a young stepmom like she's 12 years younger than my dad okay and you know I I think as an adult like it was I can kind of relate to her a little bit better because she's younger and Mm. we were just having like frank discussions and stuff like that in the moment. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just like blurt it out. And so I did. And then I was able to ask her like, how do you think I should go talk to dad about this and stuff? So, and we had a big wedding that weekend. So um, she was like, I think you should probably wait until after the wedding. That way he's not like thinking during the wedding. Like, did I say the right thing or blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I was like, totally fair. Yep. So then on, the Sunday night, me and my dad went for a hike. No, Monday. We sent, I don't know, a day. We went for a <laughs> see, long, a short story long. Um, <laughs> so we went for a hike, and then I just told him. I think I told them, I think I told my stepmom that I was pansexual first, and then that I had depression. And then I think, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. It's hard to remember now. I but I did tell them both of those things at the same time. So I think I think I said to my stepmom because she was talking about someone who had depression, and I was like, "Well, actually, I have depression." And then we talked about it. And then afterwards, I was like, "Also, I don't really identify as straight. <laughs> I identify as pansexual." And she was like, "What's that?" <laughs> yeah, and that's a question that comes up a lot because yeah. well, I I didn't understand what it was. Yeah, until, when I told you. Yeah, yeah until yeah. you told me. Basically, for anybody listening, pansexual just means that you don't look at someone's gender when you are going to date them, sleep with them, whatever. Um, You just look at the other characteristics about them. Do I like their personality? Are they funny? Are they smart? Are they good looking? Am I attracted to them? And yeah, and then it doesn't matter if they have a penis, a vagina, neither, both. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And for people, it's just for other people how they identify. Like, do they identify as female, male, non-binary, transgender? It's just an all-inclusive terminology. That is fascinating. <laughs> I, yeah, and I didn't realize that was like that was a thing, but of course yeah. it would be. Like yeah. that makes sense. There's so many thing, different things, and and they keep coming up with new ones. Because like before, I always identified as bisexual. Yeah, because I knew I was attracted to males and females, but I did also mean non-binary and transgender as well. But I just didn't know that yeah. it was a different term. So right. they just changed the term. I think like this year, last year maybe. I think yeah. 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 When okay, when I hear pansexual. 
Like what what does that stand does that stand for something? Like I think pan, pan might be like Latin for like all or something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah, I kay. think someone told me that once maybe. I don't know. I could just be making this all up, but <laughs> no, like yeah, I'm pretty I was sure kind of that's what it means. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, pan I, stands for like all. Pan yeah. I think it sounds cool. Pansexual. Yeah. When like I think Peter of it, pan. I just think of frying pans. <laughs> frying pans? I think of yeah. Peter Pan. I know. I think of just pots and pans. Just like a pansexual <laughs> attracted to <laughs> cookingware. Cooking <laughs> yeah, I'm sure someone is because I saw someone on a TV show who was attracted to like plant life. Really? Yeah. It like, I don't know. Nature just really turned her on. It was very strange. That is like so. I guess there's probably someone out there who is attracted to cookingware. <laughs> there, de- yeah. You know what? I yeah. completely agree. Because there's, there's people who have like men. This is now turning into like the turn me on podcast. That <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that what we're talking about now. <laughs> this is actually an episode of that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. <laughs> You're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I can't remember what I was going to say there, but Mm. yeah, it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. And, and it's, you know, another thing, like I, I grew up pretty Mm close-minded and so being able to like, about that this morning, we're talking about this morning Mm -hmm. and it seems, it feels so liberating to be at this point where I can listen to these new ideas and concepts and not really feel threatened by them. One of my favorite things is to have a conversation with, with people about literally like anything yes. and especially like m- maybe I mean you can do this with your close friends too because maybe you don't know about they have a different stance on something but just with like random people like just that you meet at a party or an event or a co-worker and you just have a discussion about something very random okay. and it's like oh okay cool like this is your stance on it or something and then you just like learn new things by just having these like random conversations. It's like my favorite thing to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I love your podcast. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, because you just learn random things about different people and their experiences. And yeah, that means a lot. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I think and and this like feels like such a huge step for me mm-hmm. because like even 10 years ago, yeah. I was I was totally different. So different yeah. and so easily threatened. That's yes. the thing. Yeah, I think that I've changed a lot over the course of my life too. So I definitely feel that. Like, mm. like I think that when I look at certain things in my life and certain things that have happened, I like think back before those things happened and I'm like, wow, I would never do what I do today if if those things hadn't have happened. You know mm. what I mean? Like I'd yeah. never be this person if all those things hadn't have happened to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that you brought that up mm-hmm. because that's been something that I've just been thinking back on mm-hmm. too. Like I, I've used to look back on a lot of events in my life and either be sad about it yeah. or regret it yeah. or, you know. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And now it's like, well, no, like that I've, it's led me to yeah. so many incredible I know. Like, places. You look at a tragic event and you're like, oh my God, like I wish that never would have happened. That was so hard to go through. But then you're like, I would not be the person I am today if that hadn't have happened. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I wish my parents had never like broke up. And then it would be like, actually, like I wouldn't be the person I am right now and they wouldn't be happy and I wouldn't have met half the people that I've met. And mm-hmm. like my, your life would just be so different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that, like, yeah, I wouldn't have met the people that I've met. I wouldn't yeah. have had these such, like, unique and rich mm-hmm. relationships yeah. with different people it's if I didn't have this past experience. Yeah, it's the butterfly, butterfly effect. Oh! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you change one thing in the past, like, so many things would be different. You know what I mean? That's so... F- oh. That, well, obviously makes me think of the movie. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, l- I love that because yeah. then it also kind of helps me feel like my actions aren't so meaningless. Yeah, 100%. Because, like, for example, for my mom's birthday, her 50th, I did a gift where I got friends and family to give me a memory about her. And I got 50 of them. And I put them in little, like, note cards. And, like, they had a little envelope with the name of the person whose memory it was for of her. So, like, one of them was my aunt, her sister. And when my mom was young uh, her mom died when my mom was 16 and she moved away from home and she went back home for the funeral of her mom and she saw my sister and she was like or her sister and she said something about her coming with 
her and um, I think my granddad said no or something and then she went back at Christmas time and she was like pack your bag you're coming with me and so she took my aunt over here to Halifax and from Newfoundland and my aunt wrote um, how if she had never done that for her she never would have met her husband she never would have had her son and it was so beautiful it like moved me to tears yeah and that's exactly like what we're talking about it's like if it's so strange to think that like oh like if I didn't you know, take this path in life to switch and become a paramedic instead of going to business school. Like, I never would have met half the people I did. I never would feel like like I like I do now. Mm. I'd be a totally different person. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I just wonder if there's, like, little universes out there where that's happening. Like, if there's another Chelsea who is actually, like, went through with business school and is working at a marketing firm right now. Like, <laughs> I want to meet all my, like, other variations of oh myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. I totally yeah. think about that, too. Yeah. These parallel universes. Yes. Yeah. And I, uh, I actually was talking with, I can't remember who I was talking with, but recently, mm-hmm. and I was telling them about my dad and yeah. how, so, like, um... Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast before, like my dad has been diagnosed with schizophrenia and bipolar Mm -hmm. disorder Mm -hmm. and made for a pretty rocky childhood Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And he and my mom divorced when I was six. Mm -hmm. And then we um, we were on our own for a little while and then my mom remarried. And anyway, fast forward to now, Mm -hmm. I went through quite a period where I was like, oh, I feel so sad that my dad wasn't with me growing up. Yeah. And now, but then, but then it's kind of like, yeah, but you know what? I've met so so many incredible people. And the thing that we really bonded over was the fact that both of us grew up without really having a dad around. Yeah. And now it's so I have like you wouldn't have been able to relate to those people if that had never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And they've turned out to be some of the richest um, relationships I've had so far. And that's like, for me, um, I've had my stepdad in my life since I was eight and I call mm. him dad to his face and like to other people. And I think about how, if, you know, my dad was around, like I wouldn't have had that relation, like relationship with my stepdad. Um, and it's such a relationship that I really do cherish and I cherish my relationship with my real dad too. Yeah. But it's just like, I love both of those relationships and like, had it been different, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want it different, you know? Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I totally get that. Uh, the whole, like, just everything happens. I, I hate it. It's so cliche. Everything happens for a reason. That, like, thing that people say. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the choices that are made through life is what makes you the person that you are now. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. again, butterfly effect. If any of those choices were different, you wouldn't be who you are now. So... Like all those little things have accumulated to make you the person that you are now. This is now making me think of a question. Okay. Yeah. So this is going to be an interesting, I, oh, this is going to be I an interesting it. discussion, yes. I think, <laughs> because this is something that like, there's always that nature version versus nature nurture versus yeah. nurture. Yeah. And, um, something that I've definitely heard from people who are generally more conservative, mm-hmm. um, that when you are not straight, yes that's because of something that's happened in your childhood that you can't be born that way. I don't think so. Yeah, because now, like, I... I think that just, like, having a, a, a mental, like, um, I don't want to say disorder, but just, like, like, being bipolar or schizophrenic or having depression, I don't think that's something that you choose. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there are things in life that can happen that make you have PTSD, like maybe your partner passes away and then you become depressed after that and you never were before. But I think a lot of people are like dispositioned to have those traits already. Mm. And so same with being um, not straight. Um, Like there could be, I know lots of people who maybe like had terrible relationships with men. So they've like started having relationships with women. But I think that that was always kind of, you'd have to already be attracted to women. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my mom, like she would never, that I know of, um, I'm, maybe I'm like judging that, but um, that I know of, like she would never be attracted to other women. So even if she had terrible relationships with men, she would still have relationships with only men. So I think that you already have to have some of that in there to ha- have those things happen. Same with like we said, like the depression 
Um, me, I am such an emotionally fueled person. Like I, like my emotions run my life. Mm. Um, and so when I feel things, especially hurt, um, like I really feel them like something that would just kind of make an average person like upset could like devastate me. Um, so that's why it's easier for me to have depression, I guess, because I'm so emotionally fueled, but there's Mm. a lot of people out there who are like not super emotionally fueled. And so they probably wouldn't have depression, but like we said, like, you know, maybe they lose a partner and then they get depressed. Maybe they'll like come back out of it later, but I don't know. I'm just ranting now. (laughs) I'm just going on a trail of thought. (laughs) No, I love that Mm. because it, because it makes me think like, you know, I took psychology, you know, mm-hmm. first year university kind yeah. of thing. Oh, yeah. And the I learned about like how there are different triggers and people mm-hmm. can be predisposed to certain um, to certain illnesses. Yes. And then they may go their entire life and never actually encounter the illness. trigger yeah. because they, yeah, yeah. So they don't have the illness. And yeah. then some people, you know, they get the trigger. Yeah. That's like exactly like if you think about like health wise, like you might have a gene in your system that like predisposes you to have cancer because maybe it was passed along in your family, but maybe say you smoke and then you get cancer. Um, but say you never smoke and so you never get cancer. Right. But you still have that gene. It's still in there. Mm -hmm. So I think that's like the same thing with being, um, not straight or having a, a mental issue. Like some people just like have it, it's there and it's possible for them and maybe they never do experience it, but it's still there. Like, but it's still there. Yeah. It could, that's what it I could. think it could, it yeah. could be there. Cause like, if you think about it too, people, you know, before it was accepted being queer or identifying as something else, there was people who were in the closet mm-hmm. and they had to have straight relationships. Mm-hmm. And so they were never like able to express themselves in that way but it was still in there, but it was just never an option for them. They never could. So maybe they never thought about it, but had they been in like maybe today's society, maybe they would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that you raise such incredible, like just those are the things that we need to be paying att- attention mm-hmm. to. Yeah, exactly. And like we were saying this morning too, um, when you talked about being like in such a closed minded um, upbringing mm-hmm. and now you're not mm-hmm. and you were talking about how you kind of felt like people who have such conviction in their religion or whatever it is and you're like I wish I had that kind of conviction and I was like actually it's probably better that you don't because you're s- so compassionate you're able to sit and listen to people's stories and be like okay yeah I can see your side to it and then you know you can listen to somebody else's story and be like actually I can see their side to it too but people who have those like closed-minded convictions can't do that they're not able to sit there and be like yeah actually I respect your opinion and I hear you and maybe that does change my mind a little bit they're not like that they're just like no my way's right your way is wrong Mm. so yeah I think yeah and thank you for like (laughs) bringing that up to me because it's something that I always like that I've up until this point kind of used as a point against myself Mm -hmm. yeah I think that like like with that with the, there being two sides to every story, that's the same way that you should look at things about yourself. Mm. You know, like, cause we were saying you look at yourself with shame. We're like bringing it all back in. I we're love totally, it. We're yeah, like, I know. Just, <laughs> like, we are so <laughs> on fire. Yeah, we're taking stuff from the beginning <laughs> of the episode, bringing it to the end of the episode. <laughs> You're getting a well-rounded episode here, folks. We totally are. It's like yeah. a good You're comedy welcome, show. Everybody. Like yeah. he, he'll, he'll make like a punchline in the beginning and then and he'll then end it end with it that with too. It. Yeah. Like, and the it's, whole, it's almost like you weren't even noticing it, but the whole comedy show was building to that one yes. point at the end and he like, su- like put it in there in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what we did. We planned that actually. Totally what we we have a script here. Yeah. <laughs> we spent all morning yes, just writing t- it discussing out. this while I was hungover. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> were on the ball. Yeah. While she was hungover and yeah. then for a little bit while she was on the couch yeah. just Napping. wanting not to die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. So like talking about the shame. Man, I had such a good train of thought, but then we made that like connection. And I was laughing about it. Um, Sorry. 
uh, what was I saying? The shame. Yeah. So like saying with the shame and the guilt, like you have to be able to say to yourself instead of you have to change the narrative instead Mm. of saying like, I'm such a terrible person. You have to be like, well, actually, there's two sides of that. Like being like, oh, I have depression and it's so awful and it's so terrible and I wish I could change it. And it's like, well, actually, I would never be this person if I didn't have depression. Mm. So maybe actually, even though I did go through all that suffering, that terribleness like it kind of was worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it brought me to yeah. this. Exactly. So all those negative things that you think about yourself, you kind of have to be like, well, actually like for me, like being such an emotional person, like there's sometimes where I wish that I was like not so emotional because it's definitely affected relationships and it's affected, you know, how I react in certain situations. And so I'm like, Oh man, like I wish I could just sometimes like turn off my emotions. I wish I could be less emotional. And it's like, like we said with the closed mindedness like and um how you wish you had those convictions I'm like well actually if I wasn't so emotional I wouldn't be able to like relate to other people in a certain way I wouldn't be as empathetic I probably wouldn't be in the job that I'm in because Mm -hmm. like I care about other people and I want to help them so actually being pretty emotional is helpful and like it it goes double-sided too because I was talking about like the negative emotions, hurt and anger and the depression. But like, actually when I'm happy, like I'm so friggin' happy. Like mm. I, l- and the good emotions, like when I'm, I don't know, like I compassionate, I'm so compassionate. And when I'm goofy, I'm so friggin' goofy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, actually, you know what? Sometimes it is really good to be that emotional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling everything to the fullest. I know. Yeah. Feeling sometimes it's awful, but sometimes it's great. Sometimes <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And not when you're hungover. Sometimes that really sucks. I definitely feel that. <laughs> Look, I'm there. I'm there right now. Yeah. Oh. Um, I and I was also thinking about um, when you were saying that. I was thinking. Oh yeah. Um, about how the depression that you have can take you to certain points in your life. Mm -hmm. I was actually, um, over the last like week or so, I've been kind of comparing who I was before I started taking medication for my depression Mm -hmm. and who I am now that I'm on medication for depression. Mm -hmm. And overall, I think that I do prefer the life I have now on medication just because there's not that cloud over me all the time. But before one of the things that I really liked about it was that I was incredibly productive nice okay because it was like I had to (laughs) it was because I had to keep myself so busy yes that I couldn't think about yes anything else but the issue with that being when you're not so busy then it's like there yeah it's so present Mm -hmm. and I would burn myself out Mm -hmm. all the time which was you kind of have to like yeah you have to choose the lesser of two evils yeah yeah Yeah. and I've had plenty of conversations with other people where they've managed to find that balance Mm -hmm. and they can they can um put the mental energy into managing their mind Mm -hmm. when they are starting to feel that depression Mm -hmm. and for me at least in that point in my life I wasn't able to do that so I would be if I wasn't busy enough then I would just be horrible and in bed and crying yeah exactly and like I've never taken medication for my depression Mm -hmm. um so I always wonder like what I would be like um, and what it's like because like I don't know and but at the same time I I, I'm like "Mm, I don't really I don't know if I want to find out it's like the Schrodinger's cat (laughs) yeah yeah I love that I'm like Um, like uh, I want to try like medication for my depression but at the same time I don't like Mm-hmm. So it's it yeah it that's exactly what I feel about it is Schrodinger's cat like I don't know if I want to know what I'm like when I'm on medication for it but I at the same time don't like I I don't know if I want to know but I do want to know yeah <laughs> I do want to know like butterfly effect <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like it, what would I be like like uh, just like the parallel universes there's a Chelsea somewhere who does take medication for her depression like who what is she like what's her life like like? yeah (laughs) Yeah. I find that since I've started medication my house is not as clean as it used to be (laughs) you also have three children well that's true (laughs) that is true yeah no Um, but I just like care less 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, but before it would be like, I would be every waking moment I was working Yeah. and I went back to school a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, once when I was pregnant with my first and once oh, when wow. I was pregnant with my third. Wow. Yeah. And Man. got on the Dean's list because, wow. yeah, because it was like, I just couldn't have any downtime. So yeah. then I had this to distract myself. You know, mm-hmm. I was up with my kids during the day yeah. and then the evening, and then I go to classes during the day. My, my, um, in-laws, mostly my mother-in-law because she was um she is able to like stay at home and had a daycare like worked at a daycare anyway all that to say (laughs) she would watch the kids while I went to classes and then the kids I'd put the kids to bed and then in the evening I would have that time to do homework and it was like I had to (laughs) I'm so amazed I I was a I am a terrible student (laughs) I procrastinate everything I do everything last minute and no I was the opposite of that (laughs) and you know what I was more like that Mm -hmm. before I had kids oh wow and then but when I had kids it was like I knew I only had that limited time Mm -hmm. and and then and I was so depressed of that I was like I have to have something else that's using taking up my head space no like I think it's cool because like everybody's journey in depression is totally different yeah um and so for me I was more of the kind that would just like do nothing Mm -hmm. just like lay in bed Mm -hmm. not see my friends like not do stuff and I had like like you had it sounds like you had like great coping mechanisms I mean maybe um but like you you were able to be like okay I need to put all my energy into this so I don't focus on that but I was like the opposite I was like it's all I can focus on and then I would have like bad coping mechanisms being like okay well I'm gonna watch binge watch like an entire season to distract myself from my depression I'm just gonna like put myself into this tv show or and watch it and then or I'd be like okay I'm just gonna like go party all the time with my friends so I'm not thinking about it or put myself into like really focus on a relationship that I'm in instead of like focusing on on my depression I would just like do the opposite (laughs) do terrible coping mechanisms and you know I would I would binge watch shows Mm -hmm. and another thing this is the main thing that was I'm just so glad to be without now and makes me not want to go back yeah I was so paranoid Paranoid okay. to a point where it made me a different, very different person I wonder who I am. If that's part of like where your dad has schizophrenia, yeah. like maybe there's a part of that too. I kind of wonder. Yeah. I've always had this insane social anxiety that I ignored mm-hmm. um, and that I've only like kind of noticed more recently um, in like probably the last year, I would say. Mm-hmm. But I like disguised it by being insanely outgoing. Yeah. So like nobody would know that I was so like had this huge social anxiety. So I would just like be super outgoing, be super bubbly. But like in real life, because like when I did the Halifax Social Network um, talk, I said like I feel awkward all the time and it's 100 percent accurate. And after I said that, I like recognized it myself. I was like, oh, my God, that's actually true. Like just with like I could be meeting someone new or it could like literally just be me and you who are friends having a conversation I would be like in my head being like am I saying the right things like did are they thinking about the way that I said that are they taking it the wrong way like or in a crowd of new people I'm like should I be talking to someone or people staring at me like I think those things all the time and it's insane that I didn't notice it before mm. I, yeah, I'm actually starting to notice in myself a little bit more social anxiety. Yeah. Because I kind of always had it as well, but yeah. it seems to be intensifying a little bit as I age. I know. I think so too. <laughs> I think you, it's just because you become more self-aware. I think, yeah. I yeah. think that it's like pretty, I think that's pretty typical. Yeah, 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 exactly. You just become more self-aware about who you are and, and these little, you start to like pick up on these little habits that you have and and you're and like obviously only you're going to be the person that knows that mm-hmm. but like you're like oh my gosh actually mm-hmm. I've had this my entire life but I just didn't realize it before now mm. I have another friend um Raina shout out to Raina mm-hmm. um <laughs> she notices some of the tics that I have when yeah. I'm like like when I'm nervous yeah. or distracted mm-hmm. and it, she'll point them out because she's like that makes me more nervous and distracted, like oh and gosh. anxious. So it's so funny. She came with me. I was car shopping yeah. um, last week or something. Yeah. And 
we were in the middle of trying to negotiate a deal. She mm-hmm. was she's an amazing person to car shop with. Just oh, nice. FYI, okay. if you're ever in looking three for a car. years when my financing terms is done, I will <laughs> yeah. come to her. Go to her because nice. she'll have all the tips amazing. and tricks. I'm into it. Yeah. And we were sitting there and I'm uh, waiting to hear if the car saleswoman is going to take like take my car, mm-hmm. my old car for anything yeah. and I'm sitting there I'm thinking and I'm and I'm playing with my nails what okay. I do is like I just yeah. kind of play with my nails yeah. and she like <laughs> she just reached over and smacked my hands <laughs> <laughs> and she was like stop it I I like, love oh that. my gosh oh <laughs> that's amazing it. yeah I definitely like play with my necklace or my rings like I, I like have this thumb ring so I'll either like kind of like touch my necklace or mm. I'll like play with my thumb ring or something sometimes mm. when I'm in those situations as well yeah yeah and the thing that I do is I jiggle my leg oh yeah I do that all the time though because I think I'm the kind of person I can't sit still I've never been the kind of person who can sit still so like I'm always even now like obviously nobody can see it I don't know if maybe like anybody heard like little scuffling noises in the um, podcast but like I'm just like constantly like moving my legs like playing with my hands like doing something I just cannot sit still I I I'm the same yeah I can relate to that Mm -hmm. and I'll play with my hair actually I'll play with my hair quite a bit even if it's like up I'm like kind of just like (laughs) I don't know brushing brushing it up or I don't know it's yeah just those little like things that everybody has I guess yeah those ticks Mm -hmm. I don't know anybody who does not have one I yeah now see I'm trying to think I feel like I've been around some people who are pretty calm Okay. Yeah, I guess and so. Yeah. They tend to do one of two things. Mm-hmm. They either bring me down mm-hmm. and then I'm calm with them mm-hmm. or they make me so paranoid. You're <laughs> like, why are you so calm? Something's yeah. wrong. Yeah, <laughs> something is wrong and so. I don't know what to do with my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big thing. Like, I can never hide the emotions on my face. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll, they would just know that they're making me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so conversation? No, <laughs> no maybe yes. <laughs> what, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> like tell me your thoughts because right now I think you're a robot. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, I was like, I was thinking you? that the other day too. Because have you ever seen the show Westworld? No. Okay, so it's an HBO show, and they're like animatronic robots, and it's like an amusement park in the future where people can go in and experience like the Wild West or okay, so like something like that. So then. But the robots start to have like a consciousness. So I was thinking that the other day. I was like, I just am full of the most random thoughts. Yeah. I love hearing people's random thoughts. Like if you ever just like have almost like every conversation is a stoned conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. People say all their true like inner (laughs) thoughts. I just love that. I think I just want to get stoned with everybody and have those weird conversations with them. Okay. But not stoned. Okay. If that makes sense. Next time I have a random thought. I'm sending text it to to me please I love it so anyways I was driving for work and I was like what if I'm actually like an animatronic robot who's starting to have her own consciousness and realizing she's an animatronic robot and there's someone somewhere either like this is like some that like the do you know the movie Jim Carrey was in I think it was Jim Carrey and it was like the Truman show it's one of Sean's favorite movies yeah so that's what I was thinking like maybe it's a show for like some weird futuristic society or aliens oh well yeah yeah i like i think that there's like a friggin planet somewhere and they're just like watching us like reality tv shows (laughs) (laughs) i've actually wondered that too yeah (laughs) so i'm like i'm actually an animatronic robot and i'm realizing i'm an animatronic robot <laughs> oh wow see now i'm really wishing that i could just like be in your head for a day oh my god it's so bizarre in here <laughs> but i really love it oh my gosh <laughs> but sometimes like i have those thoughts and then i like internally panic for mm. a second i'm like oh my god what if that's real <laughs> i'm like oh my god yeah 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 to actually think that it could yeah. be real that and would it's be terrifying. so funny because like like you um have those situations where you kind of like think a thought like that and then you like it's almost like have you ever imagined like you have something coming up and you're imagining how it's gonna go like a wedding day for example and Mm. you're like imagining how your wedding's gonna be and then you like internally play the entire scenario in your head yeah so I'm like internally playing this scenario of where I'm an animatronic robot and then it feels so real that you're like oh gosh oh no we need to stop we need to like come back to reality actually super interesting there's this thing called I think 
I might be wrong, but I think it's called like Animation Valley or something like that. Uh, But someone was explaining it to me. Um, As movies are getting better at making things like really look realistic, Mm -hmm. like that that movie um, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, but have you seen the commercial for it where, okay, so she's like a robot, but she's like (laughs) an animatronic? (laughs) No. (laughs) Just like, (laughs) anyways, so she like has a brain, but she's a cyborg. Sorry, that's what she is. Ah. So she has like a human face, but obviously they animated all that, but it looked pretty real. So as we're getting more able to do that, our brains are going to get to a point where we're not going to be able to distinguish what's real and what's not. Yeah. Which is going to make people go a little psycho, obviously. Yeah. So that's why, like I had that thought in my head where I was like, Oh my God, like what if I've hit that? And then it's like, when are like, when that happens, like when are you going to be able to like bring yourself to reality? Cause you won't know what's real or not. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just like super crazy and I should be an insane. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah. I think everybody has those thoughts. I think everybody has those thoughts. And I'm I, like, man, if I just let my mind run sometimes, I'm like, wow, am I a little crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I was having that conversation with Sean the other day. I was just like, mm-hmm. is there actually something like wrong with me? I know. But I think everyone has those thoughts, though. So, so I think that like something's like actually wrong with everybody, but that makes it so that there's nothing wrong with everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that's the conclusion that we yeah. came to. Yeah, I'm like, because when you do get stoned, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you're like not able to like bring yourself back down. So I'm like always worried that one day I'm going to go on one of those train of thoughts and I'm not going to bring myself back to reality. Oh. <laughs> and then you'll just be and out then, like, floating just forever. Gives yourself like social anxiety. That's like, you know, people who have like anxiety, but things that haven't happened yet. Yes. Yeah, that's how I feel sometimes. I'm like having anxiety about something that's not even happening. <laughs> I'll have that when I wonder about like what I would ever do if Sean died. Oh my God, that's such a terrible thought. Yeah, it's an yeah, yeah. awful thought. Oh, then no, before I, I know it, I'm like... It's so terrible and it's so morbid, but you know it's going to happen. So like I've thought about like when my parents are going to die. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like you play out scenarios in your head like a wedding day. So I'm like thinking about like, oh my God, like when my mom dies... You know, I'm going to have to do her funeral. I'm going to have to speak at her funeral. What would I say at her funeral? And then I'm thinking about what I would say at my mom's funeral. And then I end up crying like mm-hmm. in the car on my way home from work. And I'm just like, why did I think about that? Why did I go so far in that thought process to make myself cry? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was reading. OK, uh, I can't remember if I was reading this or if I listened to this or mm-hmm. if someone I was talking with told me this. OK. It happened somehow. It happened somehow. Um, oh, actually, I think it was from uh, this woman that I just met, Verity. Okay. She told me this. Okay. Um, she's brilliant. Uh, she is a brilliant psycho. Uh, what is it? Hyp- hypnotherapist. Oh my gosh! No, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. She came here from England. Verity Vale. Yes, I love that hypnotherapy stuff. Is so awesome. Yeah, I did a podcast with her, and we had a oh, technical I'll have to go back and difficulty. It's not aired. We had a technical difficulty. We lost it. Oh, no. So I'm having her, I'm hopefully having her back to do it again because it was fascinating. And she told me this. Um, When we think about these things, Mm -hmm. like the wedding day or someone dying, our brain can't tell if it's real or if it's something that we're actually just thinking of. So we'll get anxiety and we'll experience it as though it's real. Okay, so your brain, because you're thinking of it, so your brain can't tell if you thinking of it is it actually happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is so interesting. That sounds like the Animation Valley thing. Really? Yeah, because like where where one day we're not going to be able to tell if if something is real or not. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so it's almost like our brains are predisposed to do that. We're <laughs> 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 having such a like mind blowing conversation. I'm absolutely loving it. But later I'm gonna need such a huge nap. <laughs> one from being hungover, but from like brain oh, my the, brain being hungover as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I love these conversations, oh, but like too. afterwards they're like physically exhausted. Oh, they like, totally are. Oh, that was a lot. Like I just had, it's a brain workout. 
It's a brain. We are having brain workouts right now. <laughs> right now. We are having brain workouts. We are, because they say you only use like 10% of your brain. We are definitely using more right now. Yeah, we are. We're like 12%. We're accessing those other <laughs> parts. Yeah, just 10.1%. <laughs> yeah, and it is a killer. It is, man. Whew. It's yeah. a good workout. It's a good workout. Yeah. <laughs> Lost at least 1,400 calories. In our brains, though. Not on our bodies. I no, wish no. I could lose a little bit more on that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This Maybe I did just from sweating it out this morning while being hungover. Do you, do you get, like, hangover oh. sweats? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I, I'm, swe- I'm sweating I'm, right I'm, now. I, I haven't same. even been I don't drinking. Know. Like, I put this uh, hoodie on because I was, like, cold earlier, and now I'm, like, terrible decision. Yeah, it's just, like, okay. dying. I'm dying. Yeah. I get... I get um, anxiety sweats too mm, like oh i yeah. get yeah, like yeah. really bad i get like um and it's actually a flight or fight response um but like um when you get like a little like hot flash almost yeah you know what i mean like yes in i do anxious situations i just get like all of a sudden my whole body will get hot that's um like your fight or flight response um yeah kicking in yeah yep kicking in mm-hmm. you'll just get that like hot flash same with the sweat well, I'm always in fight or flight. <laughs> no. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Your body just knows and it'll take over. That is fascinating. Mm, I know health is healthcare and like stuff is so interesting to me, like learning about the body and how it works. I'm like, wow. And our brains too. And there's so much about our brain and our mind that people just like don't know yet, which is really cool. It's inspiring and encouraging. Yeah. But also like devastating and like (laughs) (laughs) very like uh like like for example like when um you have like a healthcare concern or like cancer and stuff there's so much that they don't know about it yet yeah that's a good and if they could know about it then they could cure it and actually that's a little bit of a um what is it called a conspiracy theory that they think that they probably do actually know more about cancer than they let on but it's such a money-making industry so like, people say that they'll like never have a cure for cancer because it creates such an income. That's sad. Like, conspiracy theories as well. I, oh, they are. But like some of them, like, oh my God, it's like a rabbit hole. You're like, oh my God, if that's actually real, <gasps> that's devastating. <laughs> I was just talking with someone who, um, their friend is, uh, very and very much into all of these conspiracy mm-hmm. theories mm-hmm. and like believes that the earth is flat that no one like that m- people have not actually made it into space oh, wow. I think that oh like and that's too it was very present we just had a conversation about the amazon rainforest yes down yeah and how like one of my friends uh boyfriends or something like that um was reading like on this huge reddit forum like this giant it's a giant conspiracy theory because the brazilian rainforest was because people are like why are we just hearing about this now like why was the news not covering it and the brazilian government wasn't letting the news know about it because they were burning down that part so they could give soil to china i guess yeah mind-blowing i'm just like i didn't know that i know but like part of me is you don't know if that's true right right we can't know that but like that's why it's a conspiracy theory that's why it's a conspiracy theory wow (laughs) y'all need to if you want to lose some brain calories you all need to come on one of these podcasts Either this one or the um, philosophical brunch. Philosophical brunch, one yeah. or the other. One yeah. or the other. That one's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know. I wonder, I'll have to find like a headset for myself so that I can be cooking yes. while we talk. I think you can. You can get those. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Bluetooth? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Woo. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even know how to like go about like ending this. <laughs> from all this of that. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <Done. laughs> Mic drop. The end. Yeah, mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> did you just tap the mic? No, I I, 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 I almost totally did, but I, I wasn't sure. Oh, I now I moved do. it. So here we go. There we go. I don't know. We'll we'll have to find out later when we listen to this if that worked or if not. That actually worked or not. <laughs> oh I, I looking at the oh, sound yeah, waves, it made it. a huge peak. So oh, I'm nice. hoping that it doesn't like blow people's ears out. <laughs> Sorry, maybe put a precursor. (laughs) Like, by the way, near the end, I did something and I don't know if it's going to hurt your ears or not. (laughs) So just be careful. Yeah. Around the 56 minute mark. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was fun. This was. This was a great workout. (laughs) This was a great workout. It's making me not feel the need to do it. I enjoyed this, but I can't wait to have a nap later. Yeah, I know. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be passing out on the couch. I already did pass out on your couch. (laughs) It's comfortable. Very comfortable couch. Yeah, I sleep there a lot. I could also sleep literally anywhere. 
Well, then that is a skill yeah. that a lot of people long for. Oh my gosh. I'm so good at it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I have trouble falling asleep in public. I have trouble falling asleep in my own bed sometimes, but like I can fall asleep in public like nobody's business. Yeah. Like going on a trip somewhere, train, plane, bus, car, I'm out. I just recently started being able to fall asleep in the car and now it's like I can almost... Like so I when, barely I was, not. when I was younger, we were a military family and we would move every year and we'd get posted somewhere and they can either like fly you or you can like drive and they'll pay for your hotels and stuff. So my parents would always choose that and we would stay at hotels that had like um, cool like pools or, you know, we would go to like Canada's Wonderland or something like on our way. Nice. So my parents, like, cause this was the age before cell phones. Right. Um, we had, I think a Game Boy maybe, and then we had books and stuff, but like, how do you tell a kid to like not how how do you distract them my while you're on this like fucking four hour drive my parents would always be like just go to sleep and then you'll wake up and we're there so that's like what like I like taught myself to do in vehicles is that I would just be like okay like I have a like two hour drive to get to my parents place like I'll you know while like someone else is driving I'll just fall asleep and then I'll be there that is brilliant yeah so now when i'm in a like moving vehicle even when i don't mean to i'll just fall asleep (laughs) yeah Yeah. not while driving (laughs) well that's a relief yeah no i sometimes i do have trouble on a long drive like most people obviously would on a long drive it can be tiring yeah i'll just like blast the ac like music on whatever but um on a plane or a train ride like i'm out (laughs) I recently started having more trouble with long drives. I used mm-hmm. to be like, I've done a road trip to Ontario by myself. No problem. Wow. Several times, like a few yeah. times. Yeah. And now recently I, um, no, I can't yeah. do it. It's I was tiring. It's, it's tiring. Yeah. yeah. And you have to like find something to like stimulate you. And that's why I end up listening to podcasts. Yes. You can actually download your podcast on Spotify and be able to listen to it offline. If you don't have enough data little trick there for you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Okay. Hey, everybody, yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. Download We're going to try to end this again. <laughs> We're going to try to end it again. We're just going to keep talking about different stuff and get distracted. <laughs> yeah, we are. So just be prepared. Our brains are just constantly working out. <laughs> yeah. We have, like, our brains are just doing jumping jacks and, like, lifting weights. Crunches. And Insane. <laughs> no burpees, though. We all hate burpees. We all hate burpees. Yes. Even our brains do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me, even when I'm hungover. Thank you for feeding me and allowing me to sleep on your couch. Anytime, my friend. Oh, Any sweet time. And if you ever need to, you can do the same at mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Noted. <laughs> you can take me up on that one random yeah. day. <laughs> one day I'll be like, hey, eight. yeah. You know. So I need you to cook me breakfast and let me sleep on your couch and play with your cats. <laughs> yeah. Just for a few hours, please. Just, just for That'd a couple hours. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Sweet. I do owe you one. <laughs> you brought amazing bacon. Oh, that bacon was so good. That bacon was delicious. Delicious bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, um, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And just remember that wherever you are, Chelsea and I are sitting here <laughs> loving you. Yeah. And have a wonderful day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I usually say have a more wonderful morning, afternoon, night. Yes. Yes. And whatever. And I decided to try not doing that this time, but it just made me awkward. Uh, uh, so. I know. I never know how to start or end things sometimes. I'm so bad at it. It's just life. Yeah. <laughs> I never know how to do anything really. <laughs> Yeah, me neither. So, yeah. Have a great thing. Yeah. (laughs) Have a great life. Have a great life. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.